Welcome into Wednesday's edition of Hot Takes. Got a lot of college basketball to dive into. I'm David Smith alongside Cody Blazak. And let's just start with diving into some games. I just want to say real quick, I'm happy to be here. It is a great day. Let's get this on the road. Everybody should be happy to be alive. Let's go. All right. Okay. Um, let's start by recapping some some life-changing games last night. How about that? Um, Providence-Villanova. What a game. This one was fun. Um, Which I kind of hate. Yeah, I would love to see... Uh, Villanova blow him out of the water, but what makes it makes me think that we're not giving Providence enough credit, which I don't like to think. The Providence been on the road without their top guard Al Durham, and still took Villanova to the wire. Which this Big East conference as a whole is is just chaotic as it gets. That that's just crazy. There's no real measure to anything. So I'm not gonna I'm gonna take this game with a grain of salt. Providence is a good team. Um Nonetheless, Villanova came out on top. If they would have won this game, then there'd be a lot more discussion here. But Villanova survives, win this game, won this game. I, th- I don't think they were expecting a crazy test from Providence. I-, I think Providence is one of those teams that plays well against other really good teams, but just sneaks by by the skin of their teeth against mediocre or bad teams. Because I think it was Providence last week we looked at, and they've got like 13 wins by like five points or less. So, and And... I think they were all against unranked teams, if I recall correctly, and I may be wrong. It seems like they're one of those teams that sneaks by by the skin of their teeth, or they play really well against good teams. Yeah, they seem to play to the level of their competition, which is not something you're going to want to do come March, because if you do that, you're gonna, you will lose. So, simple enough there. There's lots of, there, there were lots of fantastic games last night, one of them being... TCU defending home court back-to-back huge wins for the Horn Frogs taking down the Red Raiders Texas Tech and then last night the Kansas Jayhawks second win over a top 10 team in a row that this makes the fourth win against a top 25 opponent this season which is the most in TCU program history TCU secured a spot in March Madness with the win over Texas Tech on Saturday they have just boosted their seating with the win over Kansas here and they, they are hot right now. They could definitely make some noise in well, the Big 12 tournament. They play Kansas in back-to-back games. They're going to play them again on Thursday, tomorrow, at Kansas. Yeah, one of these, I'm not sure which one it is. One of them is a makeup of a game that was supposed to happen earlier this season. I would season. assume Thursday is the makeup. That would that would probably make sense. I'm trying to figure out which one it was. I don't, I have not certain. But either way, I mean, this... You've got to expect Kansas to just turn around and steamroll them, right? We'll go ahead and preview this. I mean, it, it's just TCU is on fire right now. They've they've won two back-to-back big games. Um, but I, I just i am not seeing them getting a third here. Both these were at home. This this one's on the road. I, I've, I'm much more confident in Kansas at home. Yeah, I'm a lot more confident in Kansas at home, at home as well. The way TCU's playing, though, two, two wins – Two top ten wins back to back. I mean, you may as well try and keep the streak alive. You have you have nothing to lose. You're in the tournament. All you're going to do is boost your seating, make March a little easier for you. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one to watch. And another fun one to watch last night was Purdue and Wisconsin. What a game! This what game an was ending. crazy. It was fun. Purdue hits a shot to tie the game. Wisconsin comes right back down the court. 
makes a three ball with about a second and a half left. Led to the storming of the court by Wisconsin. Wisconsin officially now has clinched the Big 12 regular season title, or Big 10's regular season title, excuse me, and will be the one seed in the Big 10 tournament. I think this is just, it unravels Purdue's team a little more. I mean, they played well, and that they probably should have won that game, but this is basketball. It, it is March. Crazy things happen. I, Purdue is going to make it as a top seed. They're, I don't think it's much to worry about for them, but I, I haven't been real hot on this team all season long, and I feel like they're just proving it a little, even more. Wisconsin and Purdue both now sit projected as three seeds. Wisconsin at the number 10 overall seed. Purdue at the number 11 overall seed. I mean, there, there's quite a few of these teams here. Providence, after their loss last night, um, is on the four line at the number 13 spot. Villanova moves up to the two line as the final number two seed. And one game that we haven't quite touched on yet was the steamroll late last night. You know, you got you get didn't watch the Wisconsin-Purdue game. You're like, oh boy, look at that. What a night of basketball. And then you're like, wait, Arizona and USC are playing against each other. This one wasn't even wasn't even fun to watch. This was a just a flat-out destruction performance in a bounce-back game put on by the Arizona Wildcats. Well, I, I think it's expected. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's expected, especially from you, because you're, you're – you're high on this Arizona team. You like them. I'm getting a so-so right now. But oh, no, I love them. That was me waving. <laughs> um, For someone like you, I, th- I think you would expect that. I-, I expected them to win, not by that margin. But, I mean, they're-, they're making a case for me to start doubting or to stop doubting them. They won the first half 51-27. to 27. Which is ridiculous. That is insane. I mean, this Arizona team has all the makings to be a national title winner. No doubt about it. There's, they're just, everyone fills their role perfectly. They play great defensively, offensively. The chemistry is off the charts. They've got big-time players who make big-time plays. This this Arizona team, barring anything crazy coming up, I, I don't even know what, what their, their final regular season, they've got two regular season games left, actually, one of them being a makeup against Stanford and Cal at home, both of them. Unless something happens in those two games and then something happens in the Pac-12 tournament, that's insane. Arizona will be a one seed come March Madness, which should not come as a surprise. But I would be shocked if anybody took down this Arizona team. I'm looking at the, the two seeds right now. And yeah, there's a couple of them that are that are fantastic. Right now the two seeds are Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, and Villanova. And I think that Duke and Kentucky would be fantastic games with Arizona. If Arizona's matched up with Kansas or, or Villanova, and I'm not trying to throw any shade here at Kansas, Villanova, maybe a little. Um, I just, Arizona should have a cakewalk to the Final Four. They're okay. a good team. I just, I know Kansas has suffered back-to-back losses, but... You may as well get them out before March or before the tournament, at least. I, I, I'm this Arizona team's good. I just, I just don't think. I think they could win it, but I don't think they will. 
I, I think there are too many other teams that will get in their way and will be the bo- the roadblock for them. It's going to be a really fun March Madness to watch. Elsewhere, Duke held supreme in the ACC with a 30-point road victory over Pitt. Nebraska strung together a couple of nice victories here as we see Ohio State fall at home to another just a, another 500 team. Just you know, Ohio State, one of those teams, we talked about them time and time again. Put them in the anything can happen category to them because you know this. They're very similar to Alabama, and some so many other teams fit that category as well. Um, I think we've said Texas fits that category as well. Yeah, Texas fits that category. Alabama, Texas, Ohio State. You could debate Illinois, Iowa. UConn. UConn, yeah, I mean... I think UCLA is starting to fit in that category now. I think they could be. Um, you could you could throw LSU there, not on the fact that they're in the top 25, but they're like right there getting ready to get in, and they drop. I mean, there, there, there are too many teams that fit that category this year. There are. There's a ton, and it, it's going to be... It's going to set up for a lot of, of chaos here in a couple of weeks... But Ohio State's got to figure out those issues. Elsewhere, Kentucky with a big-time home victory over Ole Miss. Tennessee on the road against Georgia, holding supreme there. Houston looks to be getting things back on track there. And we've got quite a few fantastic games this evening. I'm going to go ahead and start off here. This one does air on WMSV out of Starkville, Mississippi. And if you are in the Starkville area or anywhere nearby and you're willing to make the trip tonight for the 8 p.m. tip-off, get a ticket. This building tonight, Humphrey Coliseum, needs to be packed out, needs to be borderline sold out. We need a huge crowd there hosting the number five team in the nation. This this all is biased here, but in order as being being a Mississippi State fan, being a Mississippi State student, this arena needs to be packed. Auburn does not play well on the road. This is a huge opportunity to get back onto the bubble. And get ourselves there. Mississippi State plays very well at home, too. I, I mean, they are sitting at the 11th team out right now. They've gotten a little help over in, the past in, couple of days from some other bubble teams dropping games, leading to Mississippi State moving up just, just spot by spot. And a win like this would, would carry a lot of weight. Yeah, and you win this game... You're not going to be putting that first four out. Or, excuse me, that first four in. You might move up to that five or six spot. Fifth or sixth spot out. Yeah. If you beat Texas A&M your last game of the season, you might be pushing that three spot. You're going to put yourself in a position where you can make a, you can win a big game, win a game that maybe you weren't supposed to, aren't supposed to win in the SEC tournament, and you're sitting much prettier. But... Nonetheless, got to win this one tonight. What do you like this? This this is this could be debated as being the game of the night. I would say. I think they're going to win. I, I I've said it for a month. It feels like I don't. I, I just have a feeling, and I told you this when the when Auburn loses their first game after that first game against UConn, where they've lost recently, the dominoes are going to start falling. They haven't fallen at home, which I didn't expect it to because the jungle is called the jungle for a reason. They're going to play insanely well there. They aren't. They don't play well on the team or on the road. They almost blew it against Georgia three weeks ago or however long it was. I would say Mississippi State is better than Georgia. If Mississippi hope. State can do what Georgia did, 
this is a huge win and a huge statement for pushing for the for March Madness. I mean, I don't think there's any exceptions. If they lose this, the only way they're getting in is the winning the SEC tournament. Unless somehow you come by Auburn and Kentucky on your path there, maybe even Tennessee and win those games, which I don't think is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got to – this this is the one here. You've got to hand Auburn their fifth loss of the year to get into the tournament, to get in within striking distance of getting in the tournament, really. Um, and, and, heck, even – even they might go higher up from that five or six spot if things go their way this week and teams lose that they need to lose. That's true. I mean, the, the bubble I mean, fluctuates massively. It, it's, it's There's a ton of movement. You could not play a game for three days and move up or down three spots. I mean, it, it just – there's a ton of fluctuation, a ton of movement, and I you've got to expect that anything can happen in in March. Anything. And Auburn is currently since it's only a four point favorite. Auburn currently holds the final one spot in the projected tournament field. This coming from ESPN bracketologist Joe Lenardi. Auburn regained a one seed last night, but would slip back off the top line with a loss at Mississippi State. No news there on the movement of what Mississippi State would have, but I mean, I Auburn think it'll be a lost, significant jump. Yeah, Auburn has lost four games this season, one of them on a neutral site, and three of them on the road. I would, I would love to say that the Bulldogs pull this one off. In my unbiased opinion, I like Auburn to win this game, but I would, I would love to see Mississippi State get this one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw you a little dudes action. For Mississippi State to win, and I know you picked Auburn, but for them to win, who who is your X factor? Not just offensive and defensive, but who is your overall X factor? It's got to be Tolu Smith. Wow. Um, he's had a couple of fantastic games recently, getting 20 points. He needs 13, 14, 15 rebounds tonight. Got to get, you were the SC's leading rebounder last year. Just simply have not lived up to that expectation heading into this season to this point. You've got a huge big man in Walker Kessler down there who gets a ton of boards. Same with Jabari Smith gets a lot of boards as well. You've got your hands full down, though. If you can step up with the challenge, which he's definitely talented enough to do so. He's proven it all last season. He's proven it at times this season, too. He has got to make his presence felt down low. He's got to be the X factor here. He's got to have a big game on the glass. He'll get his he'll get his fair share of points wise. I mean Kessler's gonna get a block here and there. He's gotta go up strong against him. If you can get Walker Kessler into foul trouble, Tolu Smith is gonna have a field day. Yeah, I I agree. I mean when when we talked about it yesterday, Tolu was my second guy that had to have just a big game. I, I don't necessarily think he needs fifteen rebounds. I do think he needs to out rebound Walker Kessler. Whether if Walker Kessler has eight, he needs to have eight or more. He's gotta go he has to go lick for lick with him. My and and I, I know it's going to be tough, but I I like Iverson in this game. I, statistically, he's better. Bold pick. If you can lock down Jabari Smith, and Iverson is a very good defensive player. We we don't I don't think we give him enough credit for his defense because he just shines so well on the offensive Iverson, side of the ball. Iverson won't be on Jabari. I know a lot of people are saying that, but who do you put there? Personally, Shaq's too small. DJ Jeffries isn't mobile enough. I mean, Garrison Brooks is not a great defensive player. Tolu's got to be on Walker Kessler. Cam Carter's not mobile enough. 
there's there's three guys that I'm thinking of. One of them is EJ Jeffries, simply because of the frame. He, you're right, he's not necessarily mobile enough. EJ Jeffries' frame is probably the closest thing we've got to it. The other two guys I would put there would be would be Cam Matthews on him. Cam Matthews probably the best defender on the roster, but he's not nearly mobile enough. He's he's, pretty, he's extremely mobile. He's shown he can stick with guards. Jabari's not necessarily. He's got a he's got one quick step. That's I know, it. and his, that'll his, beat his, someone with yeah, that it, size. Yeah, it is. That's player. why he's directed at number one in the draft. And the second, the third guy I'm looking at here is going to be Anderson Garcia. He's not necessarily big enough, but he's he he annoys a lot of people. He goes up against. He just plays physical. He plays active. His feet are constantly moving. He causes hectic. He just he just forces a lot of bad decisions from people. There he just—he's a ferocious defensive player. He reminds me of Marcus Smart in a way. Like he just—that—that's his—that's his player comp on defense. There he just makes it heck, just awful. You—you just, you just don't want to be guarded by this guy. He just annoys you. Yeah, I mean, Tolu Smith averaging five point eight rebounds per game this season. That number just needs to be significantly. It's not higher. acceptable. It just—it's going to be a fun game, I think, nonetheless. My my prediction was yesterday was state wins by two in double OT. <laughs> I get, hey, I'll, I'll take win by two in regulation, but no, I think the biggest key to this game for the Bulldogs, if they want to win, you have to lock down Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith. If if Tolu and Iverson combined have more than those two combined, I, I'm very confident in this team, especially if. Tolu can go rebound for rebound with Walker Kessler. Yeah, I think if you can if you can force KD Johnson to beat you, I like Mississippi State's chances because he just has not put together a great string of games. Um, Wendell Green's a fantastic shooter as well. You can't let him get open beyond the arc. Um, KD Johnson loves just putting his head down and going to the rim. That's that's all he does repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. Is puts his head down and goes to the rim. And typically he gets very out of control and draws a lot of fouls, gets to the foul line a lot. You've got to prevent him from doing that. Jabari Smith is going to get his. He's almost impossible to stop. You've got to find a way to slow him down. If you can hold him 11, 12 points, that's a, that's a huge win right there. Um, there's a lot that goes into this game. Somebody big for the Bulldogs is going to have to step up. In my eyes. It's got to be someone besides the obvious guys. If Shaq Moore can consistently shoot well, if he can if he can shoot 42% for the day and have at least 10 points and two threes, I'm happy. Yeah. I, I, when last game, no, I think it was two games ago against South Carolina, they went 0 for 14 from beyond the arc. You, you have to shoot better. And... Shaq Moore has had his up and downs recently, but I think he—I I think he's got to turn a switch on tonight, hit some big time shots. Garrison's got to do Garrison. He needs to shoot the ball mid range when he's open. I mean, I, I think they need to play their game. They can't get mixed up in Auburn being the number five team in the nation. You got to expect them to come to play tonight. Elsewhere, there's a couple of fantastic games in the SEC tonight. One of them, LSU on the road going to Fayetteville to play against the Razorbacks of Arkansas. I just, this LSU team is fun to watch. Bud Walton Arena is not a place you want to go play. Arkansas Arkansas wins this one by 15. It's an intriguing matchup, but I, I think Arkansas is the obvious pick and they should win this by a fair margin, especially at home. LSU seems like, 
I don't know. LSU is just one of those weird teams. I don't know how it's to explain them. Yeah, and and LSU is somebody who who plays a lot better at home as well. Arkansas definitely does, which is why I'm setting with Arkansas here. LSU's defense is fun to watch. Um, I believe it was the last time these two teams met. This was a very low-scoring battle. I'd expect something similar again, but I'm definitely giving the edge to Arkansas. The other SEC game tonight is in Tuscaloosa. Alabama, a 10-point home favorite against the Texas A&M Aggies. They have not played. They just haven't. They've fallen off the wagon. They came in SEC play playing very well. They didn't play a whole lot of non-conference toughness. But, I mean, Alabama at home is not a team you want to you want to face off against. No, it's not. And I don't think this Texas A&M team is nearly talented as Alabama. Bama's favored by 10 for a reason. I, I mean, I think they'll walk away 15-point victors at the minimum. Yeah, I mean, I think that that this is this is a big opportunity for Alabama to kind of get the ship right and headed in the right direction, um, because we know their their ceiling is the Final Four. I mean, that's just they can go all the way. They've got Who? to start Alabama. They've got to start playing really good basketball. You don't think they're their ceiling is natty? Probably not. You don't think it's possible with this team? I think it's if possible. They get hot. But I'm going to put the realistic ceiling at winning their their region. I'm just going to say that. Um, I think when you get to the Final Four, if they face off with someone, they've proven they can beat Gonzaga and Baylor. They have. I I just I don't like their chances to do that twice. You know you what know? I would like to see? It'd be cool to see an Alabama-Auburn natty. It won't happen, but you know it would be cool. It could happen. Anything can happen in March. I have a hard time believing they're going to be on opposite sides of the bracket. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me to see them in the same side of the bracket. It wouldn't shock me to see that be a 316 matchup. We're in Elite Eight. Yeah. Depending on how the bracket lines up, that could be in the same region. Wouldn't that be great for viewership? Nah, it'd be better if it was deeper in the tournament. Yeah, it would be. It'd be fun. But that's not all the college basketball we've got tonight. There's a couple of other fantastic games. UConn on the road at Creighton, UConn, a four-point road favorite. Seems to be a common theme here. Um, Creighton is right there. They need to do some damage late to, to really solidify a tournament spot. Right now, Creighton sits as one of the last four in. You're hosting UConn. You need a big win. This is your time to get it. Yeah, it's your time to get it, but I don't think they're going to get it. I, I think UConn is going to handle them. I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll come down to the wire last two or three minutes. Um, but I, I just, I'm not sure this Creighton team is strong enough at, at this moment in time. I mean, they got some good players, but y- UConn is just, UConn's a dark horse. Yeah, they are. They're, they currently sit as a top five seed um, at this moment. A win here would potentially put them in play for a four seed spot. Uh, I don't believe they would move up unless Arkansas lost tonight. Um, but this this would be this would I mean this would be another quad one win for UConn. Um, being on the road at Creighton, that'd be a big one there. It would also be a quad one win for Creighton as well, which would benefit them a ton. Really, this this is a dark horse for the game of the night right here, and it is Indiana and Rutgers. Rutgers on the road at Indiana, currently in Joe Lenardi's latest bracket projections. Indiana is the second-to-last team in the bracket. Rutgers is currently the last team in. This is a huge matchup, the implications there. Which which kind of surprises me that Rutgers is the last team out. 
they, last team in. They, this is bad losses will come back to haunt you. They've got a ton of great wins. That's yeah, I know. I, I just I, how do you justify a great loss over a bad or a great win over a bad loss? What what, what is the scale? So, I mean, I think I think I like this Rutgers team for some reason. I like I want them to make the tournament. I, I think that beating those whatever it was three or four top twenty fives in a row. I, I want them in the tournament. I, I want them to cause madness. I want them. I, I think it would be so much fun to see them in this tournament. Well, I would love to see it. But most of those big time wins came at home, which the committee just puts more of an implication on winning them on the road, which is why, you know, the quad system is in place. So if they could get a big time road win, Indiana's a five point favorite tonight, depending on home court, because Rutgers doesn't seem to play well on the road. This is one they got to step up and win. I think they get it done. I do too. I, I full-heartedly agree. Elsewhere, Wake Forest plays tonight on the ACC side of things. Wake Forest, I was a big fan of them looking at, you know, some a team that could that could make some noise come March Madness. They were sitting on the 10 seed line. They've since fallen. They're now sit as, as one of the last four buys. Actually, the last team, the fifth team into the tournament, the last team with that buy they're not playing in the first four <clears throat> they host nc state nc state looking to do nothing but cause chaos here i like wake forest to to hold hold it though i do too uh, i think wake forest will get this win and maybe they'll move out of that last four buys i think they'll move up in it but and before we close here there's a couple of good games tomorrow night we've already touched on TCU and Kansas, which that will be fun. Um, Iowa on the road at Michigan. Michigan looking to stay within striking distance for this tournament. Um, I believe they are currently, they're currently in the tournament field. They're looking to stay there. Iowa on the road. I like Michigan to get it done. Even though they haven't had Jawan Howard, they just dominated Michigan State. I believe it was last night, maybe the night before that. But um, Michigan seems to be playing a great brand of basketball at the moment. Yeah, they. I think they are playing a lot better now after after the loss to Illinois. They they. I feel like they're turning a switch on. Doing uh, Jawan Howard stood up for his team. Well, kind of, but I think they're playing better without Jawan Howard. And a lot of teams, when a coach gets thrown out, they usually do. And for this example, a suspension. Yeah, and and we were all surprised that suspension wasn't really longer. You know, it kind of felt like when you strike another team's assistant that maybe the, maybe you'll get a little bit a little bit of a longer than a five game suspension. I think None. I said fifty originally. I didn't really mean fifty, but why, at least why through is the this... conference tournament too? Or yeah, something. why? why I, well, I mean, he'll miss. I believe the first two games, if they make, if they win, um, no, it's just the rest of the regular season. It was. Oh, you're right, because it was against Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, so it was just the remainder of the regular season. So yeah, he'll be I, back I with them in Indianapolis. It should have been at least through conference tournament. I believe he got a hefty little fine as well. I think it was fifty thousand dollars. That's pocket change to him. I mean, yeah, it is. But as far as the Big Ten handing out fines, they don't hand out fifty thousand dollars fines often. But speaking of the Big Ten, Michigan State looking to bounce back from that thumping they took against Michigan. They're on the road 
to Ohio State, who's coming off a bad home loss to Nebraska. So a lot of chaos happening in this Big Ten conference. I like Ohio State to right the ship here. Yeah, I like Ohio State to bounce back at home. I mean, you don't want to drop out of that top 25 if you're Ohio State. But after that loss yesterday, I I wouldn't be surprised if they did, even if they beat Michigan State. Yeah, there's just so there's so much chaos going on all throughout March right now. There's some mid-major tournaments going on as we speak. I'm not going to touch on them. We're out of time. But we'll be back with you on Friday to take a dive into the weekend. Wait, you got Here's your final four real quick. My final four right now. You don't got a lot of time, so hurry up. All right, Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky, and Arkansas. Duke, Kentucky, Arkansas. Yeah. Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, and Texas Tech. That'll all change. Don't you worry. This has been Hot Takes.